Hi everybody, so I'm doing this recording just to advise you on how to and not to fast. For some reason, for a big chunk of towards the end of last year and so far this year, I've been fasting. So I've gotten quite a bit of experience which I could share based on my success and failures. So we'll start with the do nots. Okay. So depending on the type of fasting that you're doing, some are easier than others. So God has put me on what you'd call a Daniel fast. He's put me on almost all types of fasts so far. And there are some that are easier than others for me. So it depends on you because I had um, one of the prophets that I follow is the prophet Shamar saying, actually the only prophet that I follow, he said that his hardest fast was when he had to do no meat. And for me, that wasn't such a struggle because I started getting off meat gradually. Actually, I did get off meat when I was in high school. So that was in my teens. And I'm not such a huge fan. Like some seasons, I really need that burger, but of late i guess god has trained me to keep off certain foods that have meat that's the pizzas the burgers and i rarely buy meat to cook for myself so i'm not gonna buy meat to cook so it's just the fast foods that i need to avoid so once that was out of the way and i stopped buying pizzas and burgers um it was easier and prophet shama was saying how his struggle was to restructure the diet okay so when you get on a diet at a daniel fast most probably you'll be getting off meat you know beef chicken yeah especially red meat so in here in, in kenya a lot of people like their goat meat their mutton or sheep um their beef you know the steak, the ribs, the, the roasted, what you call your machoma. So it's really about getting a diet that eliminates all types of meat. So for me, God put me on a raw diet. And it's something I struggled with literally the whole year because he told me to get on a, on a raw diet from February 2021 and I was... I was like, okay. And it's one of those things you're like, um, all right, I had you, Lord, but I'm not sure how to implement that. And I was just totally in denial. So he said, you know, your your local grocery lady, the one who sells, um, has a store like the open air market kind of lady who's in your hood or in your neighborhood, just outside there. We had, we had one right outside my apartment and he said, um, that's going to be your new Java and Art Cafe, which is like McDonald's uh, and Chick-fil-A. So I had to mentally get a grasp of that. And it was so hard. I, I didn't see how you can live on carrots and, you know, just raw stuff. But I did buy carrots once from that mamamboga, from that lady who sells, you know, groceries right outside your door. And her carrots were so fresh and so good raw. I actually ate almost a kilo. Um, I mean, honestly, I kept buying from her 
I probably ate almost a kilo of raw carrots and that is how I transitioned into raw. So I learned how to mix the veggies and you know just raw things like raw tomatoes with lettuce of course raw lettuce and you know you get some cherry tomatoes get some avocado in there just do salads um some frozen um cubed or uh, what do you call them carrot sticks frozen wonderful for me i love them nowadays um, you can get some grapes, sweet already. You don't need to add anything. Mangoes, perfect. You can blend them in with... Um, what can you blend them with? You could probably do sugar cane juice as well because I've, I've, I've started taking sugar cane juice a lot because I'm a sweet tooth. I have, sweet, I have a high demand for sugar, so... Sugarcane juice is an excellent substitute for ice cream and what you'd call junk. Um, ice cream and, and what else? Biscuits. But mostly ice cream, I think, yeah? And then, then the other thing is you, you probably also will be off dairy when you're on a, a Daniel fast. So the things that are in dairy or have dairy include your tea. You want tea with... with um, most of the time you want tea with milk, so you know if you eliminate dairy then that means you're now on to juices instead of teas and coffees um and you're not doing ice cream so you're doing more of natural sugar so one of the things god taught me was how to how to how to do more of natural sugar so it's a natural sugar in sugar cane juice in mangoes in grapes what else yeah and just to appreciate bland taste and, and yet the calming effect of something like a cucumber, you know, yeah, eggplant. Okay, I don't know about eggplant because I haven't done it raw. But yeah, cucumber raw, beautiful and mixed with tomatoes and olives. Yeah, olives. So that's usually like for Daniel fast. And I've done Daniel fasting um, towards the end of the year. Um, in fact, I think I broke my Daniel fast on 1st of January. So I was on um, I was on lettuce and carrots and tomatoes. I didn't get olives, but I remember I had mangoes. What else did I have? Bananas and yeah, and sugarcane juice. <laughs> I think that was pretty much it, unless I'm forgetting anything. Yeah. Oh, and baby spinach, beautiful. Baby spinach, you don't even need to, like, cook it much. You just put it in hot water. It's cooked. You steam it. You just put it in, in standing hot water. Like, you're not heating. You're not heating the pot. Yes, it's almost as good as raw. All right. So then you move to the harder fasts. Okay. So getting off meat is one thing. Then you get into, like, a dry fast where you're not taking no food at all you're not taking any food uh, basically your jaws <laughs> or your jaw <laughs> your teeth are on recess you're not exercising your jawbone yeah nothing you're not chewing anything so that means you're off solid food 
and you're probably juicing now juicing is easy because um you can throw things in the blender and they become smoothies and you can escape that way but when you talk about a juice it's not a smoothie so don't uh, don't confuse juice with smoothies so most of the time juices are lighter way lighter than a smoothie so you don't even have anything solid in there to blend you can't do that it's like your own fruit juice for instance or spinach well you get spinach juice no that would be a smoothie mostly it would be a fruit right ah <sighs> right then there are fast where you're not even juicing you're not eating you're strictly on water now for me this has been the hardest hardest because man first of all for me food is for comfort it's not just about eating it's about enjoying the moment and distressing and just enjoying the food it's like almost a hobby <laughs> to eat some food is like it's almost like a way of relaxing so hmm, it's very difficult when you get food totally out of the picture and no smoothies which means you can't throw things in the blender and call them a juice right so and when i say things i'm thinking i'm talking about things like granola you can't put a granola into the blender mixed with some juice and then you know call it a juice right so that means all sweet things and sweet things are outside I mean, you throw them out. And for me, if there's no sweet thing, <laughs> I'm stressed because sugar is what kind of keeps me excited. And it's, um, I'm addicted, I'd say. Maybe this is the first time I'm admitting I'm addicted to sugar. So I get a bit depressed when I start to think I can't eat anything, anything. I can't drink anything with sugar in it. And it's now purely water so now when you're doing a water fast all the best just get your mind of food all together like do not think about it at all don't have any images um on your computer on your phone for food avoid eating places avoid going outside empty your refrigerator i'm serious i've had to do this empty your refrigerator or lock it and put the key far away i've when i'm going on a dry fast it's called a dry fast when you're only taking water i've had to lock up my refrigerator because when when the when the fast was called it was so sudden that i had food stocked i'd just done shopping i just cooked for like the week I had ready food and it was all stashed in my refrigerator. I literally had to lock my own refrigerator and put the key away. Okay? And then do lots and let, let's first finish with the don't. So make sure if you know you do not, you know you, you, you know you can be tempted, don't have any access. Make sure there is no access to any forms of drinks or foods that are gonna make you eat or drink because a lot of time you forget the drink part 
and start to think, well, I can always do just a bit of, you know, soda or a bit of, no, tea, no, no white tea. I mean, no green tea, no tea, no tea, nothing. I remember the time I had this purple tea and we were fasting, <laughs> dry fast, and God really convicted me for having purple tea. And I thought it's just purple tea because, you know, purple tea, you take it with hot water. You really don't even put sugar or milk or anything. And it was like a no-no. It's just water and plain water. Don't don't even try those ones over like I did recently. <laughs> I got coconut water and I'm telling God, you know, it still has the word water in it. And it's like, no, you don't do that. It, no coconut water, just plain water not not sparkling not sweetened not flavored just your plain water okay and then get okay let's move to the do's now okay so there's another fast where you don't even take water okay so let me move to the do's on on that segue of no water no food so please do lots of prayer this is where you want to get into the word of God. And how I pray, how I've learned to pray when I'm fasting, is God will give me the scriptures. If I don't get the scriptures from the ministry that I'm fasting with, I'll, I'll be led to a, artic, I mean, a, a, a chapter, let's say, or a passage. And from there, I'll get prayer points. And that's where you pray from. And normally, I have a list of what I'm praying about during the fast. And God, with um, the help of the Spirit of God, will lead you to the passages that answer or address the very things that you're praying about. So if, let's say, you're praying for a husband, he'll lead you to either the prayers online for a husband or even the scriptures that will lead you to the prayer because now the scriptures are converted to your prayer. Okay? So maybe I need to demonstrate this. So let's say that um, I get a passage. Let me get my Bible. So the passage I get is, say, let me just randomly open. Am I in Deuteronomy? Okay, I'm in uh, First Chronicles. I don't think that will help me much. So let's say it's a New Testament, right? And I land on... Uh, um, So it tells me, um, to me. So I'm I'm trying to see something that's a bit relevant, yeah. All right. So let's say I'm now in John chapter seventeen, right? And this is Jesus's prayer, right? So Jesus prays and he said, "Father, the hour is come to glorify thy Son." That thy son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given me, has given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, uh, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So maybe you could pray. Um, Father, just as you gave Jesus um, power over flesh, I'm fasting. I need power over the flesh so that you can give me eternal life just like you gave your son, Jesus Christ. And now that I um, have life eternal, 
may I understand it fully that it is um that it is knowing you God the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you sent you understand so lord may i get to know you you know just like jesus prayed in um chapter 17 of john from you know verse 3 something like that so you get to know the pop the prayer point based on the scripture that the holy spirit gives you and sometimes it's almost as random as hearing a a leading or a passage in your mind and you think it's your thoughts but it's actually the holy spirit dropping that um and how you know it's not just your thoughts maybe is to ask god to confirm it in somewhere but usually if you have prayed for a scripture and something drops in your spirit then you know it's an answer to your prayer okay so about hearing the voice of god usually for me it's a leading it's a leading to strong leading it's like something a notion a thought or even a vision of me doing something already or getting some scripture or a code word it will be a code word like just a, a a a terminology drops in my spirit and i'm like where do you find that in the bible or i google it and then i find the passage that has that in the bible so when you when you're doing a fast you have to pray whatever fast it is whatever type you've got to pray and that is how and pray in tongues if you can spend a lot of time praying in tongues when i was fasting towards the last um couple of days of the year i was doing really heavy tongues like i was like and i couldn't even stop myself it was like a release that i had to release this tongue so i don't know what i was praying about i tend to think it was maybe for protection cuz everybody was in a festive mood maybe Maybe a spring for people's protection, or I tend to think mostly their protection, their safety, and and that they would not fall into temptation, and that maybe they would know God even in that season of festivities and all. But it's just like God will take over your 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 spirit and your tongue, literally your mouth, to pray the prayers that He needs you to pray. as long as you've made yourself available to pray and to speak in tongues okay so you got to go into your prayer closet and pray and how i pray normally is with watches so the first watch is 6 pm to 6 uh, to to 9 pm so it's in you know quadrants so you know the clock how it's like from 12 to 12 you divide it into 4 so now instead of 12 to 12 cuz the day begins at midnight you thinking of it as from 6 to 6 and that's why a lot of fasts are from 6 to 6 so that the jewish day or the jewish way of counting a day started at 6 pm so the 6 pm is the fast watch okay so you want to pray at 6 pm then at 9 pm at 12 midnight at 3 a.m. at 6 a.m. at 9 a.m. at 12 noon at 3 p.m. and then at 6 p.m. again now the way god taught me if you can't do all those then at least do 6 and 12 so 6 a.m. 12 noon 6 p.m. 12 midnight at the very very minimum and at these times 
you will be praying and reading the word of god so if you have no specific prayer time you can choose maybe at 12 midnight because that's powerful from what i understand like god has really pushed me to do 6 i mean 12 12 midnight because that is when most of the spiritual warfare takes place and actually what you're doing when you're praying and fasting is spiritual warfare in its own so the timing is just one other aspect um that enhances the effectiveness of your time of prayer and fasting so the timing is also very important so midnight is important 12 noon in fact there's scripture that talks about that time which is psalm psalm 91 and psalm 91 talks about the arrows um shot by at noon day yeah and this just goes to show that even in ancient times there were forces of darkness that prevailed at certain times so it says um shall give the angels some tries trying to see the exact place so in verse 5 it says thou shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow that flieth by day then seeks nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness nor the destruction that wasteth at noon day okay so there is the terror by night and most of the time the heightened activity of witches of warlocks of wizards of wicked people um illuminati whatever you want to call it um is actually at midnight that's like the prime time for them to attack even dreams um attacks in the dream night terror it's is really so like i have had night terrors and it was so prompt like at midnight on the dot i almost knew i was about to be attacked and usually it's what you call for me it used to be like when you feel like you don't you can't breathe as like someone's muzzling your you know closed up your your nose and your mouth and you can't breathe and there's a, there'd be this heavy weight upon me and that was like almost spot on dead at midnight <laughs> so you kind of get the gist of this verse when it talks about um in verse 5 of Psalm 91 talks about the terror by night or the arrow that flies by day and then it also talks about um in verse 6 the destruction that wasteth at noonday meaning that there is actually a destruction that is planned at noonday as reading about this widow who fed um who housed she sheltered elijah and elijah blessed her and said that she would have a son same time next year and she did but then later on the son complains that his head is aching and by the time they this the father because he was out of the field with his father sends him out to the mother or sends him back home he was dead right or he lay and 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 died so there are certain attacks i just felt in my spirit it doesn't say that in the word but i felt in my spirit that there was an attack on the on the boy isn't it because it's so it was so random right 
so there are attacks that you need to be aware specifically target certain times and so the certain times of the day require specific and targeted prayer against attacks around that time uh, and that's around demonic activity most of the time they're not just physical attacks they're also spiritual attacks so you get into prayer when you're fasting you get into lots of praying in tongues and you pray along the lines of the word and you pray at specific times um, when you're fasting keep your eyes on God have meetings with Jesus like I have meetings with Jesus and angels even if I don't see them I sense them or I feel a presence you want to host that presence you want to act like it's there don't ignore it pray during the time when you sense that presence pray even more during that time <clears throat> avoid movement and this is something I got in the and the um, a prayer that Prophet Shammah did recently, or rather posted recently, but it was done a while back. And he was talking about not doing much movement, so stay in one place. Stay at, if, if you live alone like I do, I have no problem staying indoors the whole time. For some people who live with family that are not born again, then you might want to go away to some retreat. In fact, I spoke about it online just earlier where you know that you need to take time to pray and fast then you might want to get out of your house if you won't be able to do that um, especially if you're living with other people that don't understand what you're doing and will probably cause you distraction cause you to be unfocused and maybe even deliberately tempt you or sway you from your goal of staying in prayer and fasting I think I've covered just pretty much it. The most important aspect. Oh, one more thing. Avoid phone calls and long phone calls from what I'd call heathen people. Heathen, worldly. Avoid worldly conversations. Um, again, Prophet Shama said, if you're going to play anything on your, on your TV, let it be gospel, let it be worship music. You're not watch, watching any soap operas or reality TVs or anything outside of a spiritual nature. So everything around you should be about getting in contact with God and getting closer to him, including phone calls. Like I did, I got into a long conversation with somebody here the other day and I was wondering what on earth came over me because I could tell that that conversation was very far from godly. You know, because it was drawing me back into worldly things. And uh, it was just a deteriorating conversation, basically. It was getting me out of the spirit. And you know when something is getting you out of the spirit. So avoid it. You're not drinking beer. You're not watching people drinking beer. And here's the thing. Even if you're not directly participating in some things, just even being a pa passive participant makes you a participant so you're not watching anything that you're not supposed to be watching you're not listening you're not conversing uh conversating or having conversations on things that you don't or even listening to conversations on uh, things that are not edifying your spirit so it's all about building up your spirit man building 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 building
Now for me right now, it's easier that I'm not at work. But when you do go to work, it's a bit harder. You've got to really tune into the Spirit of God so that you don't end up gossiping or getting angry because when anger can get in the way of the effectiveness of your fast, getting preoccupied with things that um, are disappointing or bring down your spirit man. Like like today, for instance, I just learned that um, somebody took one of my articles from the lines. Now, I have a common area where we sh- we share the clothes lines. I don't have my own clothes lines. And somebody actually took one of my articles or something. It was just a pair of tights that I bought the other day, like literally bought on Thursday or Friday. So one of the things that the enemy uses, and probably this is now another subtopic, the things that the enemy uses, one of them, um, uh, which is what the enemy uses to derail your fasting, one of them is sex. Sex, sexual talk, sexual, passive sexual, um, how would I put it, or, or sexual viewing or even conversations or um, anything that gets in through your eyes or your your senses that is of a sexual nature, even imagination, thoughts, right, of a sexual nature, and very inappropriate as well. So inappropriate, immoral, conversations, thoughts, um, yeah, talk, of course, even the act itself during your fast, getting upset, rage, anger, disappointment, bitterness, resentment, when you're feeling resentful and upset, that also spoils your, your fasting because the things that derail you from getting your breakthrough because now you start to, to overreact, okay? Um, so things that make you upset, negativity, criticism, jealousy, and basically all the things that are in the Bible that say anything that you shouldn't do, you don't want to do that, especially during a fast because it nullifies the fast so what you do is you quickly repent and ask for forgiveness from god and stay on the fast doesn't mean that you call off it can be so bad sometimes and you realize when you realize you've fallen into the trap of the enemy you can feel so condemned and the enemy uses that condemnation to make you stop no you don't stop the fast but you do ask god to forgive you and to forgive what you did and to give you the grace to continue regardless of what you did because you've learned your lesson and you're not going to allow things to get in the way or in between you and him okay because it's a time of communion of fellowship with god so the things that keep you away from fellowshipping with god are such as what i've mentioned okay which is basically sin sin of any sort sin so even the way you dress the way you address people the way you you groom yourself is all part of of the fellowship your countenance you still need to remain joyful remain eager to hear from god have a high expectation stay happy like a young child like a like a child who is being taken care of and knows that they're being taken care of by their father in the physical, they're, they're content, they're happy. 
they'll do anything for their father. They know they're there. Their needs are being met and they're just spending time with their father. So even us, when we know that our Heavenly Father is taking care of everything, we just should be content. At some point, it's also about being thankful. You stop asking, 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 and just thank God for what you have, what you do have, because you have a lot. So keep an attitude of yes, expectation, but also thanksgiving. Be thankful and gratitude and share give, share. Um, when I was fasting the other day, as I gave somebody some money eh, by way of gratitude, those things matter because they also clear your spirit. You don't want to be mean when you're fasting. You don't want to be um, tight with money because one of the breakthroughs that God probably, you want God to give you is financial. So God bless, blesses the hand that gives so you want to be giving and generous and open to warmth and giving love. And that way you receive love from God himself, right? It's just actually a response to God's love. It's not even like you're expecting God to love you because you love people. It's because he loves you that you love people. Yep, and you give Really, it could be your giving of your monetary things or sharing what you have, even in terms of food and clothing, um, giving a bit of your time, volunteer somewhere, just acts of kindness, you know, spreading some cheer. It's not just about Christmas when we spread cheer. It should be a lifestyle. Just make people happy. And do not be wary, as the word of God says, of doing good. For in due course, you will reap your reward. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to ask Jesus whether there's anything else I've left out. But um, I think that's pretty much it. It's just staying focused. Um, in the ministry that I'm in, or the one that I follow, they have lots of online um, videos that you can catch up. Just keep the atmosphere as 100% spirit-filled as possible. That is one key nugget. It's a key, key, key. It's very key to your prayer and fasting. So all the best. And um, do take care. And I do wish you the very best in the fasting. And may it be successful. When you do fast, remember to implement this. If you're already fasting and there's some things that you're not doing, check it out, especially how you relate to people and your interaction with the, your immediate um, yeah, relations or those that you live with or work with. It's, it's a place that the enemy can really, really um, attack sometimes by trying to get you upset and mad at people yeah and give 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 pray 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 and read the word all of this and bye bye for now see you in the next um audio